Ready to dominate at the plate? Blast Baseball is trusted by more major league and college teams than any other hitting solution. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 at checkout to save $25. All right, everybody. It is 9 o'clock. Let's get right into it. We do this show every Monday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Egg Spaces. I'm Alan Gay, and this is Now D1 Speaks. Hey, we got a really great show tonight. We're uh, we're not going to be with an uncommitted prospect. We're going to be with a head baseball coach. We're going to be with Coach Jerry Bennett. He's the head baseball coach at Randall University. Hey, Coach Bennett, are you there? Yes. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, man, fantastic. I've really been looking forward to this evening. But I, I got to say, I can hear a little bit of uh, background noise. Are, are you at home? Uh, I am not at home. I am currently sitting shotgun in the in the van headed back from a 16-inning uh, scrimmage that we had against Northern Oklahoma College today. Man, if that isn't dedication right there. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time to join us. I know this is going to mean a ton to our core audience of uncommitted high school prospects and their families as well. So give us a little bit of feedback, man. 16 innings. Oh, my gosh, because I know we had some time set aside Obviously, the game ran a little long. It did run a little long. We started at 1 o'clock, uh, didn't get out of there till uh, almost 7, uh, stopped, fed the guys, and now we're finally headed back home. Um, so a lot of guys got a lot of, uh, a lot of innings today, uh, played three different sets of guys. We're about three deep uh, at all of our positions right now. So all the guys got, um, got innings in, got at-bats, um, so it was, it was a good day. It was a long day, but it was a good day. Man, this is college baseball at its finest right here, right in the heart of Oklahoma, man. Nothing like an hour-and-a-half drive or two-hour drive after a 16-inning scrimmage. That's big time. <laughs> and, and all the guys are in the, in the van with me today. So I, everything that I say you know is 100% accurate because I, uh, I wouldn't tell any fibs. Uh, I wouldn't tell any fibs anyways, but they're definitely going to keep me honest. Well, I've got to tell you, with all that pressure, it's going to keep me honest as well. So this ought to be a great conversation. So let me ask you, Coach Bennett, man, so let's get it started. Kind of introduce yourself and a couple things I'm really interested in. Hey, man, where'd you play college ball? What positions did you play? And how did you ultimately get into coaching? Well, uh, my college career started um, at Tarleton State University in Stephenville, Texas. Uh, I had the privilege of playing uh, under Hall of Fame coach uh, Jack Allen. Uh, ironically enough, uh, that coaching staff also included uh, Joel Falani, who also became the head coach at Tarleton State, uh, and coach uh, Conger, who eventually became the head coach at Tarleton State and also a major league coach. So um, I, my freshman and, and sophomore year, I got to uh, experience uh, legendary coaching, I guess you could say, uh, and then I, I played for two years, and after that, I um, I got out of the game. I um, became a student uh, student instead of a student athlete, and uh, and kind of focused on on school. Um, and honestly, that's kind of what led me into wanting to be a coach. Was uh, my experience that I had. Um, I wish that I I had had some guidance to help me walk through that and uh, understand what was happening. 
and uh, I want to be here for the college athletes uh, so they don't kind of follow the same footsteps I did and, and don't finish uh, what they started and, and complete their dreams. Hey, cool stuff, man. Thank you for walking through that. So, like, what year was that when you were a freshman at Charleston State? 1997-98 season was my uh, was my freshman year. That was the our first year that they had moved up to Division Two at the time. They had just moved from NAIA to Division Two, and of course now they're Division One. Good stuff, man. Are you from Texas? I am. I actually am a Corsicana High School graduate. Went to went and played baseball at Tarleton, uh, and then after that, I finished up school actually at Texas Tech University. So I'm. I'm Texas, born and bred. Uh, didn't get to Oklahoma until later on in life. Okay, gotcha, man. I can't wait to walk through all this. Uh, let me let me ask you though, what led you to Tarleton State? I mean, how, how did you find them, or how did they find you? Kind of give us a little insight into your recruiting experience. Um, they found me because I. Uh, it's actually a, it's a long story that it's a short story. Um, they were there recruiting a kid that I played summer ball for. Um, I ended up having a very good game and they, they invited me to one. Back then we didn't have social media. Um, there wasn't prospect camps every weekend, all that kind of stuff. Um, so they invited me to come to campus, come on a visit, work out for them. Uh, I did. It was me and about four or five other guys there that day uh, that went through a workout and, and took a visit, and they, they offered me opportunity to play college baseball. Uh, and that's kind of how I ended up there. Recruited out of, but, you know, again, back then, you know, it wasn't social media. We didn't have podcasts, uh, and I was not recruited out of, out of high school uh, by anyone. Um, you know, I, I had talked to people. Um, I had, you know, I was on teams where scouts or, or colleges were there watching other people and had, I'd had conversations, but I was not highly recruited out of high school. Gotcha, man. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. That's an awesome story in and of itself. So let's talk about your coaching a little bit and uh, just kind of give us an, an idea or a sense of your coaching journey, any stops that you've made along the way and uh, you know how those different places have really shaped the way you coach today, your philosophy? Uh, well, my, my coaching, when I got to Oklahoma, um, I helped turn the, the men's. We had a men's league here uh, that in the Oklahoma City Metro, and it was a lot of uh, college players that were coming back for the summer uh, and things like that, or they might have just finished up with, with college and they were looking for a place to play. Um, and I moved – nine uh, I helped transition that men's league into a college summer league we actually in the NBC uh, against West Texas A&M uh, at the time uh, Hillsdale College which is now Randall which is where I am uh, Hillsdale College was in was in the uh, and I wasn't coaching there I had a, another team uh, but they were in our our league and we we took some of the the local Oklahoma City colleges excuse me, the junior colleges and, and brought them in and uh, helped turn that men's league into a collegiate league. Uh, and then from there, I coached junior high baseball for a little while uh, at a local community uh, Christian school. And then I took time away. I, I stepped away uh, from coaching so I could um, go to my boys' baseball games, um, do things like that. And then um, I started coaching 
when with travel ball, the showcase ball, um, started doing that and, and just decided that college level was really where I wanted to be. Um, and that's where I could, uh, you know, connect with the guys the best and, and do the best work, um, on multiple things that we'll probably get to a, a little bit later. Um, and so I just, uh, they were hiring here at Randall for a, an assistant coach and I got the job and, um, now I'm the head coach. So <laughs> that's kind of, uh, it's not one of those, I didn't, you know, start straight out of college and, and start as a grad assistant and work my way up or anything like that. It was just kind of, I stayed in the game and, and, you know, looked for the right opportunities for me. And, uh, it, I ended up here. Amen, brother, man. It sounds like you took the right path all the way around. So what year was that when you accepted the uh, assistant coaching position? 2021. So I spent one year as the assistant uh, and then took over as the head coach uh, the very next season. Okay, so your first season as head coach was 2022. Yes, sir. Okay, I got you. Fantastic. Well, man, no, I got No, I just said that wrong. Last, last season was 2023 and that was my first season so I was a year off so 2022 I was uh the assistant 2023 I was the head coach and then this will be my second year uh as the head coach okay well hey sorry man. about that we Not, can edit that out right hey no better yet <laughs> just let's thank the guys that are in the van because you said there was going to be no fibbing and they were going to hold you responsible so hey exactly exactly <laughs> No question about it. So that even makes it better because here's the next thing I want to ask you about. How was that 2023 season? I'd love for you to get into it and, and really talk about last year. Yeah. Um, well, when I took over in May of uh, 2022, I'm going to kind of go back a little bit um, to kind of build up to that. When I took over in May of, 20, uh, May of 2022, we had just graduated uh, 16 seniors. Uh, I had eight guys total coming back to the program. Um, most, of, a lot of my guys that were coming back, um, you know, it called me and said, Hey coach, I'm not sure if I'm coming back. Cause I don't even know if we're going to have a team. Uh, and I, I ensured them. Yes, we're going to have a team. I'll get, I'll get guys on campus and, and we'll get this thing figured out. And, uh, and so I, uh, nose to the grindstone and started recruiting and put together, uh, what, what turned out to be a pretty good recruiting class. I uh, had 27 guys on, on uh, campus my first fall. Um, and then by the, by, I brought in 12 more uh, at, the, at the break and ended up with 35 total um, after transfers, grades, all that kind of stuff. Had 35 total on the roster for spring. Um, I say all of that to kind of, you know, that kind of goes with, what happened in the spring of 2023 and the season that we had, um, I had told the guys from the very beginning, um, you know, I, I broke the season down into three different seasons. We had pre-conference, um, we had conference, and then we had the postseason. And um, I knew I knew our goal was to have a great postseason. So I, I took – the, you know, the record, we did not have a really good record. We only won three games in the regular season. Um, but I think all of the guys can attest that, you know, a lot of that was contributed to um, just still trying to figure out who we were. 
um, you know, having that many new guys on campus, having that many new guys come in at the break. We, I was still trying to figure out which pitchers were starters and which pitchers were relievers. I was still trying to figure out, um, you know, who my outfielders were. I was still trying to figure out uh, the batting order, why my one hole could, you know, hit 400 when he was leading off, but only hit, you know, 180 when he was batting fourth. You know, things like that. Uh, we were still trying to get figured out, and, and we worked through them. And the one thing that I'll say about the guys is um, – they showed that when we stick to a plan and, and we have a, a goal in mind that um, what we what we ended up with in regionals was we were we were focused. Uh, we had prepared all season for that moment uh, and we took full advantage of it. And, and that's kind of uh, how the season unfolded and why it looked like it did. Oh, my goodness. I tell you what, there's so many questions I got right here. This is a fantastic call. I am so happy you hopped on. Hey, I'm so happy everyone else is hopping on as well. Anyone that got in late, don't worry about it. We recorded this space, and one of the reasons that we record it is so that we can retweet it out in its entirety. So you'll be able to hear the, the entire interview. Uh, for anyone that's just jumping in right now, this is now D1 Speaks, and we're, we're speaking with Coach Jared Bennett. He's the head baseball coach at Randall University. He's in a van. He just finished playing or uh, coaching a 16-inning game, and he was kind enough to, to see through and, and jump on a phone call with us, and we absolutely appreciate that. So he's got a van full of guys with him. So let me – hey, Coach Bennett, I have got to ask you. I mean, there's just so many questions about last season, which is an incredible storybook. I almost feel like it was something that should have been on a movie. Um, all right, let me start with the eight guys that you had returning. Once you once you picked up the, the 19 guys, got to the midway point, rolled into the spring, picked up an additional 12, finally had a roster of 35. Did those eight guys, were they on that roster of 35, or did any were there any casualties out of those eight? There were no casualties out of those eight. Man, that's awesome. That's good stuff right there, man. That makes you really feel good, especially when they're sitting there. We don't know if we should come back or we need to transfer. We don't even know if there's going to be a team. You said, hey, I put my nose to the grindstone and just started recruiting. What does that mean? How did you start recruiting? How did you find 19 guys to get ready for the fall? Um, well, this is where my previous work history uh, paid off. So I, I spent the last 13 years uh, full time as a realtor and, uh, and I knew how to prospect and I knew how to, <laughs> to get on the phone and, and call people and um, get on get on social media and, and talk to people. And that's what I did. I just started making phone calls and and, you know, would talk to the, the coaches and talk to the players and let them know. This is what we're trying to build. This is what my my vision is, and and if you want to be a part of it, we've got we've got a spot here uh, to give you an opportunity uh, to play at the next level, and and this is where we are, and bring it on. Man, that's good time stuff right there. I got to tell you, I mean, I believe in you. Just in a little bit of conversation I've had with you, I mean, you've just got a way about you, man. You're an exciting guy. You're passionate. You absolutely believe in what you're doing. You're in the thick of it in this van. I'm telling you, I mean, this is all big time stuff. I can understand if, hey, if the phone rang and you were on the other end, I, I got to tell you, I think I would start buying in. So that makes me ask, how did you get the 35 guys ultimately? You were saying, all right, we're going to break it down into three seasons. We're going to have the pre, we're going to have our regular season, and then we're going to have the postseason. You, you had a nice plan laid out. 
but I got to tell you, if you only won three games, how did you keep that group uh, together and keep and keep them focusing on the postseason? It seems like you would have lost a lot of a lot of faith and a lot of confidence, and it, it just had to be hard to struggle through three wins and keep saying the ultimate goal, though, guys, is out here. How'd you do that? Yeah, it it was it was uh, tough, and and I don't want to. I don't want to make it seem like that it wasn't. We did have some weekends where uh, we had to have some some player meetings and we had some practices where uh, we had to, you know, kind of get right with each other because there was some fussing and bickering and, and things like that because people were getting frustrated. So I don't want to sell it as it was all uh, all perfect every week. But the ultimate at the end, you saw that, that we were able to work through all that and and the way I believe that the way that that we did it was um, the guys love each other. Uh, that's one of the things that you know, family. Uh, when we when they break out of a huddle, run onto the field, um, you know, one of the things they say, and they came up with it themselves. I didn't even come up with it. Uh, is is family, and and I think that they they know uh, that each other. They all have their each other's backs, um, and and I believe that. You know, as we as we started going forward, and as when we got to regionals and things like that, um, I think they understood their role on the team. I think they understood um, that every position, whether it was the the pinch runner uh, or the pinch hitter or the guy in the bullpen, uh, things like that. I, I think that they they started to buy in and believe. And I, you know, I, I really believe it is just because they, they love the game of baseball and they love each other. And I know that sounds cliche, uh, but I, we, we're the same players. I, I've, I told them that um, we're, we're the same players that, that showed up to regionals uh, as we were that, that went 0-4 uh, the first weekend at, on that same field. So we started our season last year at College of the Ozarks and went 0-4 and we ended our, our um, and they beat us bad. 14 to nothing, things like that. And we ended our 2023 season on that same field, losing in extra innings to College of the Ozarks. And um, the, the thing about them is, I think, I mean, we did get better. Don't get me wrong. We, we got better. But we were the same team at the end as we were at the beginning. Uh, we just weren't the same team mentally um, in, in the end. We were a lot tougher. Uh, we loved each other more. And, and we knew and understood uh, the standard that we had set. We believed in the standard that we had set, uh, and we believed in each other. So I, that's a long answer for a short question, uh, and I hope it makes sense. But, but I, I truly believe it was just the, the, the family dynamic and the, and the mental side of, the base, of baseball, the mental side of being a team, team, uh, team member, team player, uh, that I really stressed that, that helped get us to where we got. Absolutely. It makes all the sense in the world. It, you guys were a it's family. Hard, it's hard for me to pat myself on the back end because like, and say that it was something I did because, like I said, they're, they're the players on the field. Um, but my, I feel like the thing that I did was the, the mental side of it and making them um, understand why we were there and who we were there for and, and just, just playing for each other and, and living up to our standard. And it equaled, you know, uh, a great regional run. It was an awesome regional run. I think you had a fantastic year, really an unbelievable year. So let me ask you about this family. How many family members did you have come back for this season? Ooh, uh, 20? <laughs> 25. So you're almost, 25. Okay. All right, so you've got 25 
you're still doing some recruiting then. I, we have 45 guys on campus this um, – we have 45 guys on campus this fall. Gotcha. All right, that's fantastic, man. So recruiting actually got a little easier for you. Um, it did. <laughs> it, it did. I'm not – it would sell, it would just crazy if I told you that – I went that our team went three or went six and forty four last year, and it was the easiest year recruiting I've ever had. You you would think that I was crazy, uh, but it, but it is that it it is uh, it it actually has been. So, you know what? I would think I I would think you were crazy until I actually started talking to you, and then I start getting it. Makes all the sense in the world to me now. So hey, I gotta say I saw a picture of you. I was doing a little bit of research, and I saw a picture of you on Twitter. And it looked like you were watching college football, Texas Tech, if I wasn't mistaken, and you were doing a little bit of homework. Are you still taking classes, or is this something that you're just doing for fun? I am actually still taking classes. <laughs> I, am, I am taking online uh, classes. I am go, I'm going back to school, uh, and currently enrolled back to school to get a graduate uh, degree from Tech. However, uh, my GPA was not high enough to get into the uh, program, so I'm having to retake some classes uh, to, uh, to raise my GPA so I can get into the program. So I am um, in the same boat as most of my players right now, and I can speak to them about low GPAs. <laughs> That's good stuff right there, man. That's <laughs> funny. Hey, so, well, let me ask you, with you taking some classes online, Hey, you know, how does that help you truly relate to your players? But it also, how is that a distraction? You know, maybe it could be a turnoff as well. Right. I, I, uh, I, I would hate if somebody thought that it was a turnoff. Um, my, you know, I, I, I do it in the evenings. Um, I do it on the weekends. Like, just like you said, you know, right now in the fall, um, while I'm watching college football, uh, I don't plan on – I will take – um, I have one more class that I'll take in the spring. It'll also be online, but I won't, it, it won't be a distraction. Um, but it, it does help me relate to the guys because, uh, you know, I know what it feels like. I truly know what it feels like to be in a van trying to get home so you can do your homework and turn it in by 11 o'clock. Or I, I know what it feels like uh, to, to have something, you know, have something due. Uh, and, and study for it and then make a bad grade. You know, sometimes uh, I, I do grade checks every week and I'll get a guy that says, Coach, I studied. I, I really did. I just – I don't know why I made that grade or whatever. And, and I, I understand that. I understand. I spent two hours studying for a quiz and, and made a 40 on it. I, I, understand, what, I understand what you're going through. Um, so it, it just allows me to ha be able to have those conversations with them um, and get – I don't know if this is where this fits, but it's it's something that I, I got from a, um, a colleague a long time ago. And, you know, players don't know. I, it's a saying that I always say. It's players don't know. Uh, players don't care what you know until they know how much you care. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think that, you know, with me being able to go to, you know, I'm in class two. I can have that conversation. They, they understand that I do care about their grades and I do understand what they're going through and, and I think it gets to them more and it gives them a little bit more drive they're like well if coach can make a 85 on his test you know maybe I, I can too man that's good stuff do you hey do you have an assignment that is due this evening at 11 o'clock <laughs> I not this week I did last week 
we okay. had a we had a scrimmage last week, and I did have to get home and get it turned in uh, before eleven o'clock. So I love it. I love it. This is good stuff. Hey, again, everyone that's joining, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for supporting Now D1, and thank you for supporting Coach Bennett of uh, Randall University as well. I mentioned earlier that we record this space so that we can retweet it out. We also record it because we turn it into a podcast, and that podcast is Now D1 Speaks. And I got to tell you, evenings like tonight is the real purpose of the podcast. You know, it's an opportunity to be able to speak to a coach, find out what college baseball is all about, what, what the day-to-day life is all about, what the expectations are for the players, some of the trials, tribulations, how they're able to come together and be successful. And on the flip side, it's certainly for the uncommitted high school, uncommitted junior college, or even guys that are in the transfer portal, gives them an opportunity to be heard and really kind of talk about their makeup, who they are when they're not necessarily on the field. I know that's very important for a coach to be able to hear that as well. So, uh, Coach Bennett, let me ask you something. Uh, Randall University, they're, they're in NCCAA. Kind of talk to us a little bit about the difference between the NCAA and the NCCAA. And, and what I mean by that is, is there any difference in regards to scholarships or recruiting practices or practice time? Uh, yes, I'd, I'd need a flow chart to explain to you exactly what the NCCAA <laughs> is. Um, because there are a lot of universities that are dual affiliated. So there's a lot of NAI and Division II schools that are associated with the NCCAA, uh, which is the National Christian College Athletic Association. Um, and then we do have the NCCAA. We do have our own uh, postseason and World Series. Um, so like NAI schools, if they don't make the NAI postseason, they can come to the NCCAA postseason, if, if that kind of makes sense. Um, we are in a, we are non-dual affiliated. We are one of eight schools. I think there's actually 10 or 12. Uh, we're one of eight schools in our area uh, that are non-dual affiliated, and that's what makes up our conference uh, that, we, that we play in. Uh, other schools, I'm not – just for reference, Arlington Baptist, Dallas Christian, um, College of the Ozarks uh, in Branson, some schools like that. Uh, it's kind of what we uh, – the, the schools that we play. Uh, as far as scholarships, because we, we are not – it's up to each individual university um, at, that, at our level on what type of scholarships they give and things like that. Um, our, our particular university – we don't give quote unquote athletic scholarships. Uh, so a lot of times in the recruiting process that can put us behind uh, some of the other schools. The, the one big thing for us though, is we do have scholarship money. So we, we offer uh, scholarships based on ACT and GPA for uh, incoming freshmen. Uh, if you're a transfer student, we offer scholarships based on your transfer GPA. Uh, those scholarships can range anywhere from twenty eight hundred to forty eight or sixty eight hundred dollars, um, d- just depending on what your ACT score was and some things like that. Um, and then we also have scholarship money that comes from each department. So the instead of it being a, an athletic scholarship, I, if you're an education major, uh, you can get anywhere from five hundred to five thousand uh, dollars in scholarship money from that from that department um, and it's unlimited. So we don't, we're every guy on, on the, the team can be on 
scholarship. Um, is that kind of, are you kind of following that kind of making sense a little bit? It's making all the sense in the world. I absolutely got you. I, w I was not aware of this until you started talking, but I understand yeah. you a hundred percent. And then, and then what the other thing is, you know, um, I don't know if this was really the question you were asking, but I'm going to go ahead and roll into it is, you know, as far as like the athletic scholarships and, and all that kind of stuff, uh, we still sign NILs. We can still sign NILs, which means, you know, you can't be recruited by anyone else. Uh, we still have signing days and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, at, I have guys, I've lost guys in the past uh, because they got a quota, they got a baseball scholarship um, from another university, whereas ours was, you know, based on their ACT and then from whatever department they were uh, decided they wanted to be in. And when you put pencil to paper, on tuition and everything and then took and then subtracted the amount of scholarship money we were going to offer as opposed to what they got in quote unquote baseball money it would have actually made more financial sense for him and his family for him to to come to randall um but we didn't have that quote unquote baseball scholarship um and so he went to he went the to the other school um, and that's kind of the that's kind of the the battle that we face or that I face uh, when we're recruiting is is kind of getting getting those guys to understand at the end of the day it's all financial aid at the end of the day it's whether or not your tuition's being help paid by someone else um, and you know is it go where it makes the most financial sense uh, and and as well as, as baseball sense not just because somebody says hey it's a baseball scholarship i couldn't agree with you more i always kind of think of it in terms of just tca you know just total cost of admission or attendance yeah i mean i i hear you a hundred percent and it's so true you know especially given the baseball landscape and the way baseball scholarships work Man, you got to have the grades. I know we were joking earlier about GPAs and so forth and what you have in common with the players. But ultimately, it is so true, buddy. The higher that SAT score is or ACT score, the higher your GPA is. It's just more money for the player. And it's more attractive to the coach because it just keeps freeing up other opportunities for other players. Yeah. It's, always, yeah. it's always about the classroom in baseball. Ours and and I'll just I'm going to put a little plug in for us. Ours is uh, a 3.0. If you're a high school senior, a 3.0 or a 19 or higher on the ACT uh, guarantees you some scholarship money. Um, and then again, depending on what major you pick, you you would still be able to get money from your department also. But as a university, anything over a 3.0 and over a 19 on the ACT. Uh, and they do a conversion for the guys out of state that may be in Texas or somewhere that does the do the SAT. But it, off the top of my head, it's a 19 uh, on the ACT uh, and you're guaranteed at least a little bit of scholarship money. Outstanding, man. Thank you for that plug. Thank you for putting that in. It puts it all in perspective for families and prospects that are listening, even if they're even if they're nowhere near going to Randall University, just to understand really what it takes to, to be able to to play college baseball just about anywhere. So thank right. you. 
So let me ask you about recruiting. You know, what's how can a player get on your radar? What, what's the best thing they can do to be noticed? And then if they are on your radar, what's maybe a turnoff that, that maybe kicks them off the radar? You, you, that's a trick question. <laughs> no, um, social media. I mean, I'm, I'm on social media. The, the biggest thing that they can do uh, is reach out to me directly and, and just send me a message. I mean, just so many uh, guys send me messages on, on Twitter um, and on social media, uh, and they send me videos and things like that. The, the next step is usually I will respond to them and send them a link to a recruiting form and, and I have them fill out that recruiting form and then I get an email. And so I know if they've, they've done, they've reached out to me, plus they've taken the next step to, to fill out that recruiting form. And then I'll just shoot them a text and and schedule a a phone call or something. And I do get behind, you know, there's um, I'm sure there's probably somebody that's listening to this now that says, I sent him a message and he, after he I, I filled out that form and he hasn't responded. Uh, I promise you I have the form. Uh, but I also, I get, uh, I get a lot of them. Uh, and, and I'm the one that goes through them individually. Uh, so I do respond to them, uh, usually in an email or a text message uh, and set up a phone call. Um, you know, to answer the second part that I kind of jokingly said uh, was a trick question, there's nothing really that, that anyone could do. Um, but, what, you know, just besides, I mean, really, I can't think of anything to, that I would say, like, hey, if they did this, um, that I would take them off of my radar. Uh, if I saw them in person and I felt like they, they weren't a team player uh, or they weren't a good teammate or – you know, they kind of had a bad attitude, something like that. I would, uh, I would say probably uh, they would come off my radar. Uh, but for the most part, um, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I, I want to get to know everyone um, and and talk to them and and visit with them um, and let them know what what we're all about. And uh, and so I, I've never taken a player off of my radar. All right, man. Good stuff. Well, I got to thank you for putting me on your radar for this evening. This has been an awesome evening, man. I just cannot thank you enough for really taking the time to hop on. I know you have had an extremely long day. I keep thinking about a 16-inning game. Hey, and I'm laughing about not laughing. I guess I'm just thinking about your hour-and-a-half drive back home. Well, gosh, you had to get there, too. So, I mean, you, you guys have spent a lot of time in the van, and for you still to take time out, give me a call, go through this podcast, have the energy that you have, the passion you have. I got to tell you, man, I have really, really enjoyed this evening. So thank you. And I I hope you're enjoying it as well. I am. I I am enjoying it. Thank you for having me on. Man, it's big time stuff. Hey, you know what? Maybe we ought to kind of wrap it up just a little bit. And I tell you that the question that's on my mind really is maybe for younger guys you know i'm kind of thinking about kids that are just maybe coming into their freshman year of high school and and they just really want to be and they're good baseball players want to be good baseball players for as long as they can be what kind of advice would you give them that would potentially really set them up to be able to transition into a college level player and maybe even continue the career further if they had the opportunity this is the easiest question that you've asked me all night. Get in the weight room. Get get. I mean, I, there's there's a lot of other coach speak, and there's a lot of other things, and 
you know, the, I'm not going to the showcases or the camps and all that, but I, I, I will tell you the number one thing uh, that I think will, that will set, set guys apart uh, and is a must. I, I, I shouldn't even say it, it's going to set them apart. It's going to be a must to, um, to be seen uh, and to get opportunities. Uh, and it's starting sooner and sooner is don't overlook the importance of the weight room and don't overlook rest. Uh, that's one thing I'm just going to go ahead and throw it in there. Uh, I would say don't, don't, I, I think a lot of times people don't appreciate or they don't understand what rest really means or rest really looks like. Um, take rest days, but get in the weight room. That's great advice. I got to tell you, man, your body's definitely your billboard right off the bat. I know that's something that you notice, but man, you got to be strong. And, and getting in the weight room is something that guys are going to have to start doing um, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior level, because by the time they get on a college campus, uh, they need to be seasoned and experienced in the weight room um, and be able to to put on some more, a little bit more weight, probably, um, and, and learn how their what their body's going to grow into. Uh, and it all takes place. It's going to take place in the weight room. Man, that's fantastic advice. I absolutely appreciate that. And that's something that everybody could, that can, they can absolutely do. Hey, Coach, again, man, what a fantastic night. I just cannot thank you enough. Man, I'm so excited for you and, and your program and the guys that you have. I love that you set the stage. One of the things that, you know, the running out of the dugout, saying family, I think that's a big thing that's probably going to carry over from year to year. But it was really one of the things that you kept also emphasizing was that you set the standard. You, you kind of mentioned that several times about last year. You just kind of set a standard. And I love that. I mean, I think you got a great baseline to work off of, ton of excitement around this program. And I got to believe you guys are just absolutely on the up and up right here. So I'm happy for you, man. Well, thank you very much. That, that standard, um, I know we're about trying to wrap it up. Uh, but one thing I, I just – we, we always preach is, you know, do if at the end of the game, it doesn't matter what the scoreboard says. If we can look at each other and say we lived up to our standard and we did these things uh, the right way and we did these things that were asked of us, um, you know, the scoreboard's going to eventually take care of itself. Uh, and, and that showed I mean, that showed when we were at regionals last year uh, and it'll show show up again uh, going forward. Absolutely, man. That's big time stuff right there. Hey, you guys be safe. Safe travels right here. And I wish nothing but the best of success for all of y'all moving forward. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me on. Absolutely. And everybody who joined, thank you for being here. And I will see you tomorrow night. So thank you. Hey, let me ask you something. Are you ready to dominate at the plate this season? Blast Baseball is the number one hitting improvement solution. Trusted by more major league, college, and travel ball teams than any other. The blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Metrics are automatically sent to a smartphone app, generating insights that allow you to analyze and improve your hitting like never before. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 and you will save $25 at checkout. Unlock your potential with Blast.